This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, we're going to talk about your health, specifically your heart, and what steps you can take now to get a proactive head start on your heart health. But first, here's some of the consumer news from the past week. Some companies are getting more stingy and cutting back on rewards programs, including birthday freebies and discounts that they used to build loyalty and incentivize spending. Last fall, customers weren't too happy about Dunkin' Donuts' decision to stop offering a free drink on their birthday and instead just started giving out triple the loyalty points on their purchase which is kind of lame. Some experts say the cost of maintaining loyalty programs, as well as recent impacts of high inflation, are behind the changes. The federal government is pulling advertising from Facebook and Instagram after the parent company, Meta, promised to block Canadian news content on their platforms. Meta announced the move in response to Canada's recently passed Online News Act, which will require tech giants to pay media outlets for content that they share or otherwise repurpose on their platforms. Google has also promised to start blocking Canadian news when the bill comes into force in six months, but the government says it is in talks with Google. We're slowly getting back to normal when it comes to car sales after COVID. Uh, June was another strong month for Canadian auto sales. De Rossier Automotive Consultants reports that light vehicle sales were up 12.6% from a year ago and up nearly 1.5% from the month before. General Motors led the way for the first half of the year. They had the most sales, General Motors did, sales up 15.7% from year-ago levels. And not much of a surprise, but campfire bans are back in several areas of BC as of yesterday. This is uh, after they were lifted last month because we got some much-needed rain falling on large parts of the province. But now that we're back in a warmer and drier spell and the increasing fire danger that comes with it, the BC Wildfire Service says campfire bans are returning to the entire Kamloops Fire Centre starting as of noon yesterday. Bans will also cover the entire coastal fire centre where bans on Vancouver Island and the Sunshine Coast have already been in place for several weeks. The fire danger there is ranked as extreme. The Coastal and Kamloops Fire Centers join the Prince George Fire Center in posting total restrictions on campfires and open burning, but campfires will still be allowed in the Caribou and Southeast Centers and in parts of the Northwest Center. A New York judge has released details of a lawsuit that rapper, producer, and entrepreneur Sean Diddy Combs filed against booze seller Diageo in May. Combs is asking the New York Supreme Court to enforce a 2021 agreement that requires the company to treat his De Leon tequila brand at least as favorable as the company's two other tequila brands. After the company acquired his tequila brand, Diddy claims that Diageo then bought two competing tequila brands. They then positioned the Diddy brand tequila as kind of an inferior urban brand, and they limited its distribution. Diageo, the company, denies it. 
A new production of the smash hit Broadway musical Come From Away opened at the Arts and Culture Center in Gander, Newfoundland last night. It's kind of a cool thing. That musical was on Broadway for years. Big hit, telling the story of the town of Gander, Newfoundland, and how it welcomed all the people who were grounded on 9-11, with the locals there dropping everything to care for the thousands of stranded passengers aboard 38 planes that were diverted there after the terrorist attacks. So now the sold-out eight-week run of shows will be the first fully staged presentation of Come From Away in the town where it all happened. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, it's about keeping your heart healthy. Diamond Fernandez from the HeartFit Clinic is next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when you think about your heart health, it's often kind of a mystery. What can you do to lessen the chances of a heart attack? Is it all about nutrition? Is it hereditary? Is it all just random? Well, science is learning more and more about heart health and what causes heart disease and heart attacks and strokes. And with me now is someone at the leading edge of this, and he believes it's time to rethink many of the things we've come to believe about heart attacks and overall heart health. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, You can find them online at heartfit.ca. They are one of the world's premier cardiac rehabilitation and heart attack and stroke prevention centers. Uh, They are providing cardiovascular assessments and heart disease treatments with new testing devices coming in all the time. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Hi, Diamond. How are you? Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, we should talk about your father and how he uh, played a role in why you created the HeartFit Clinic. Yeah, I, I think he created, uh, I didn't create the HeartFit Clinic because of him, uh, but I got into the field of cardiac rehab because of him. So um, he, he had his first heart attack at 38 years old, so I was, uh, I don't remember that at that point, um, right. but I do remember at 42 he ended up with bypass surgery, and so um, they ended up. Um, I, I was away at school and came home and was told, "Yeah, he's in the hospital getting bypass surgery." So I do remember that part. And so he was only 42 years old at that time. Um, at that same age of 42, his brother, uh, my uncle, had his first and only heart attack. So he passed away at 42 years old from a heart attack. It, it, pretty pretty young to be able to experience that. And, and I hear all these stories all the time like this. And so, uh, and what happened was, is that from the bypass surgery, they told that everything was okay. And he ended up with multiple concerns and problems. And so it was, um, so I would have been around, I don't know, 14 or so at the time. Or I, I can't remember, but it was um, I, while I was in school, actually, I was just finishing school. He ended up with another heart problem. And I'm like, well, I thought you were supposed to have these arteries. They're supposed to be good. And it was like within 10 years later, um, he ended up with another uh, vent and stuff like that. And they said, okay, well, it was in the late 90s. And they said, okay, you're going to go to cardiac rehab. And I'm like, well, what is cardiac rehab? And so I, I was very inquisitive. And I'm like, well, this is where we're going to, you know, we're going to test them. We're going to make sure he's taking the right this and that and foods and all that to make sure you can rehab him from a heart attack or a stroke. And so, uh, so this is where he got referred to cardiac rehab, and that's where I then wanted to know 
with that interest of making sure he's doing all the right things, uh, what, what is cardiac rehab? What can we do? And so that's what put me into the field of cardiac rehab. And so in the late 90s, uh, actually 99 to be precise, I ended up with uh, uh, a job at our local cardiac rehab clinic in Calgary. And I was working with a bunch of cardiologists, uh, cardiologists at the time all the way up until 2005. And then he ended up with another problem. And I, and I found out about this new technology that we can do to grow new arteries and improve heart function because uh, I got recruited to uh, open a clinic in Dubai. And that's where I was exposed to the alternative side of things. And then I started the HeartFit Clinic in 2007 in Calgary. And then we're in Edmonton and then uh, now in Vancouver as well. So that's kind of the, the story behind it. So my father definitely inspired me to get into the field of cardiac rehab. He's still alive today. Um, so I always get that question. And yeah. uh, he, he's a patient of ours in our clinic and comes in all the time, gets, uh, give him all the testing, the right nutrients, the, things that he needs to be able to have to be able to continue going. And, and, and you know, he, he's 77, I think, now. And so, uh, you know, he's lived longer with heart disease than without. And so it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. And obviously yeah. you think uh, of that. But, yeah, Father's Day is uh, here and we're, and we're talking about it. And, yeah, my, my father's my inspiration for me getting into the field. And, and even continuing to find better ways to be able to help people with their heart health on that side of things too. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Diamond yeah. Fernandez is our guest from the from the HeartFit Clinic. He's the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. I should mention he's also the author of Beating Heart Disease. And the HeartFit Clinic is in Burnaby on Douglas Road, and uh, you can find them online at HeartFit.ca. And I guess from the time your dad got his first treatments when he was in his 30s and 40s, things have changed a lot. And uh, I, I, I'm guessing that you feel they haven't changed enough. Well, I still think we're doing the same thing of what we're always doing. So I just got back from uh, Montreal, our Canadian Association of Cardiovascular Prevention and Rehab Conference. So... C-A-C-P-R is the acronym for that, and never anyone has an acronym, right? And so I'm, I'm the president of that organization. And so, and I look at just how that organization has changed over the last 20 years. And I think we've changed a lot. I think we're always trying to find um, better things to be able to do that, but I don't think we're doing the same thing with cardiology. And yes, there are new blockbuster drugs coming out all the time and showing, hey, this can do this and that. But it, it's coming more from, <clears throat> excuse me, it's coming more from a, a pharmaceutical-led perspective rather than really tr being more innovative to try and find out where risk is of a heart attack. So um, I just got back from CACPR, like I mentioned, and that's our prevention and rehab conference. And when we look at that, and I look at that conference because I've been part of that conference for over a couple decades now, and, and, and I see how, how the recommendations to try and, change how we do things with that because it all started um so dr terry cavanaugh is one of the um uh, devoted lectures we have he's a cardiologist out of toronto he passed away but he was one of the pioneers that got people like when you had a heart attack back in the day you're like bed rest only like that's all you could do and he was the ones of the pioneers that took a, a group of people and started exercising with them and got them to run the boston marathon in the 70s and so <laughs> He, he, he was a, a big pioneer. And I think he precipitates uh, a reason of what more can we do. 
And when I started in cardiac rehab, it was like all about, you know, stay in your target heart rate and don't go above it. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to drop dead of another heart attack. And it was like the fear of God in you. you People can exercise safely and effectively. And now we're doing so much more better things when it comes to rehab and prevention. We're starting to push different types of foods and getting innovative with different supplements that we can consider using and and also looking at exercises because it's not just about going out and trying to run a marathon, but it's about trying to push yourself to do maybe even high-intensity training or, or strength training. And that should all be done under the safety of someone who knows what they're doing to get started with. But, you know, this is what we're doing. We're pushing the limits. I don't feel we're pushing the limits when it comes to cardiology in terms of testing. And I think we're right. still doing the same archaic things that we've always been doing when it comes to finding out where your risk is of a heart attack and even the treatment side of things. Because when you look at testing, you know, people think, oh, I had a stress test and I'm okay. Or I looked inside my arteries and they're, you know, I only got a 25% blockage or anything. And, and that's the wrong way of looking at artery disease. And, and, and now we know a lot more, yet our healthcare system is kind of, um, I, I don't want to say blocking us, but limiting us because it's just what we've always done. So let's continue doing that and we can bill properly for those things and and it's not the way you do that it's not the way you look for heart disease anymore it's it's a very archaic way we've been doing that for 60 years like maybe more (laughs) and then cholesterol came into play and it goes above and beyond cholesterol now too so yeah. Yeah. Diamond Fernandez is our guest, the founder of HeartFit Clinic. They're at heartfit.ca. Uh, Diamond is the author of Beating Heart Disease. And you were talking about testing. And I, I'm guessing uh, the HeartFit Clinic is kind of at the forefront of new types of testing. And there are some things you're getting really excited about now, about being able to test for possible heart attacks and strokes. Yeah, we, we get to be more accurate now than... Um, than testing. So in my, in my next book is called Death of the Stress Test. And because I don't like the test, I don't see a of a blockage. So think of it like a, think of it like a five lane highway. We don't see more than four lanes closed on that highway system. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't have a heart attack. It just means that you're, we're not seeing anything that um, is looking for major blockages. So it doesn't tell you where your risk is of a heart attack. Um, and I'll get into this in a second, maybe after the break. But uh, then the bigger problem is, is that we talk about nuclear testing, right? Where uh, MIBI scans or nuclear stress tests or myocardial perfusion imaging. And that's the next step. So if you fail the stress test, we go right to that test. And, it's, and it can be accurate. It's about 90% accurate for looking at blockages. Um, where our testing now, we can be 95 to 100% accurate on those blockages, but then also looking for blockages partial occlusions that are between, you know, 50 and 70% or under 50%, where the nuclear stress test doesn't detect that stuff. And that's where the majority of heart attacks occur. And I'll explain that in a second. But when at the Hartford Clinic, we're just able to go a little bit more accurate. But what I don't like about this testing is now you're exposing the patient to a risk and a lot of radioactive dye and radiation. So you're looking right. anywhere from between 500 to 1,000 chest x-rays, which is not a joke. That's a lot of chest x-rays to do. And then even now, people are wanting to do CT angiograms, which are these virtual angiograms to see where the plumbing problem is. And that's about 82 to 92% accurate. And when we look at that side of things, it's, it's again, a lot of radiation. It's about 500 plus chest x-rays to do that. And it's just looking at the artery like a plumbing problem. It doesn't happen that way. And so the HeartFit Clinic 
is an evidence-based clinic looking at the reason why or the, the, there's a biochemistry reason as to why people end up with heart disease and how we look at heart disease. Now our, our new heart scan, we got um, imaging, we got a lot of great things to be able to look at, be very accurate, just as accurate as the gold standard of an angiogram to be able to look at what's going on. The only time you want to do an angiogram is if you're having a heart attack, and that's what we're trying to prevent. Right. And uh, as you always say, if you are having a heart attack, that's you want to go to to emergency. Uh, that's what, yeah, we'll that's see you after the, that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Diamond Fernandez, the founder of HeartFit Clinic. They're at uh, Douglas Road in Burnaby, uh, 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. Go to their website, heartfit.ca. And uh, uh, the process is pretty simple. Like people can just come in and have a consultation with you and, and you can take it from there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We offer a consultation to educate you, to have you understand everybody is here, like our clinic's full today, and everybody is here for different reasons, right? They're here to prevent, to either reverse, to go a little bit more in depth, but we go into different things to be able to see why or what's going on in terms of cardiovascular disease risk. So everyone's different. People like for women, you know, some are perimenopausal to menopausal to postmenopausal. What's happening with the woman during that process of things? And how is their heart disease risk different? So then men, like men can have heart disease for different reasons. They could have high blood pressure or low blood pressure. They can have high cholesterol or low cholesterol. The majority of people that have heart attacks and strokes actually have, 83% of them have normal bad cholesterol. Yeah, and that's something we should talk about when we come back. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of HeartFit Clinic. Uh, They're at 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. Go to heartfit.ca. And like I say, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some of the the, uh, myths about heart health and how you can get ahead of, of things and take a proactive approach to your heart health. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues with Diamond Fernandez, founder of the HeartFit Clinic, right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we're talking to our friend Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic on Douglas Road in Burnaby. Their website is heartfit.ca. And Diamond, of course, is the author of Beating Heart Disease. And uh, if you want to, uh, you know, take a proactive approach, I recommend you uh, go to their website, heartfit.ca, pick up a copy of that book, beating heart disease and uh that can get you started uh on on really really taking control of your heart health and uh, diamond we were talking about testing and how important that is and how testing has changed a lot and in some ways it hasn't changed enough and you talk Mm -hmm. about uh, your next book which is death of the stress test and uh I mean, blockages, the, the, the blockages that cause heart attacks, um, are they being detected? Uh, and what are the problems with, with testing for blockages? So, yeah, when you go to your family doctor, there's just not much in that toolbox to see where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke. Again, they're using a very archaic formula called the Framingham Heart Score, and they plug in your age, see if you're smoking, see where your cholesterol is, your blood pressure, and they plug in, they find out where your risk is of a heart attack. And that's 
that's a very archaic way of looking at heart disease because, as I said before the break, uh, if you look at people that are admitted to the hospital, there was a study that was done with 137,000 people that 83% of them had normal bad cholesterol. So that kind of throws that – like that's, that's a very archaic way of looking at that. And so family doctors realize that, and so they're like, okay, well, I'm going to send you to a cardiologist if you want to know you might have had a heart attack in the past or – you want to prevent a heart attack and you want to be a little bit more proactive. And even if you are in a private clinic and you have a private physician at you, they're still going to follow these, um, you know, this model of, okay, well, let's do the stress test. And the problem with the stress test is it's designed to only look for advanced stages of disease. So when you look at, uh, uh, imagine a five lane highway system, all five lanes are open. You have to have four out of five lanes closed for it to show up on a stress test. And that's not where heart attacks occur. In fact, if we look at the, the literature and the data, and this is why we're following an archaic model, in, not, not the HeartFit Clinic, we, we're, we're a little bit more advanced to be able to do that because we understand these gaps, is that 80% of heart attacks, sorry, uh, only 10% of heart attacks occur with a blockage that is more than four lanes closed on that five-lane highway system. So therefore, if you have a blockage that is over 80%, that's only 10% of heart attacks occur. Well, let's go a little right. bit further. What about between 50 and 80%? So that's two and a half lanes to four lanes. That's where only 20% of heart attacks occur. And then 70% of heart attacks occur with a blockage that is less than 50%. And that sounds funny to a lot of people. It's like, who's yeah. this guy talking? What is he? He doesn't even know what he's talking about. It's a, it's a plumbing problem. No, it's not a plumbing problem. And, and if you don't believe me, there's obviously a lot of data to show this. But let me explain how artery disease happens, because I think that will help the listeners that are skeptical to say, well, why is this? What's going on? I have okay. had so many people. I can't tell you how many people that have had that come in with angiograms and, or CT angiograms or, or a stress test that's been normal or a nuclear stress test that's been normal. And they'd be like, I just had these reports done. It was last month or two months or four months ago. Cardiologist gave me a clean bill of health, and now I have a heart attack. Why is that? I'm here because I want you to know why. And it's because what's happened is, is the lining of the artery wall, the arteries, uh, and I say this without every show, artery is a muscle. It's not a pipe. Inside the artery wall is all skin, and that skin can get damaged. And when it gets damaged, it allows for different sized particles. So you can be told you have normal cholesterol, but you have smaller size, like golf balls, to then larger size tennis balls. The tennis balls aren't the problem. So you can be told you have high cholesterol and you got a lot more tennis balls. Or you can be told you have normal cholesterol and you got a lot more golf balls. The golf balls are the ones that can sliver through the tennis net-like structure of the artery, so inside the lining of the skin. And then it builds up like a pimple would on your face. Everyone's had that pimple on your face. If it pops on your face, no big deal. But if that pimple pops inside the lining of the artery wall, there's your heart attack or stroke. And the HeartFit Clinic is the only clinic to look at the artery like this, to look at the health of the artery wall, to look at the biochemistry of the artery wall. We're the only clinic that looks at this because going to your family doctor is just too basic and going to your cardiologist is looking for the plumbing problem. They're looking for doing a stent or bypass. And I don't agree with that either now. In terms of the literature, it was the ischemia trial that came out, which has been decades of research on that. It now shows that just because we found a plumbing problem doesn't mean that we need to put in a stent or bypass anymore. That's, uh, that's the early 2000s how we used to do that. And I'm still seeing that today. 
I'm still seeing patients being referred to do a heart stent when it's not necessary. It's a metal object that goes inside the lining of the artery wall, and it should only be used for the patient that is unstable or having a heart attack. That's when you want to be able to put a heart stent or bypass. You don't want to just, you know, I saw my family doctor, failed a stress test, did an angiogram, got a stent put in. That's not the way you want to do it anymore. That's an archaic way. And the HeartFit Clinic is the only clinic that focuses on reversing the disease process by strengthening the skin over that plaque, changing the consistency of the plaque, and growing new arteries. And that's with external counterpulsation and with the, with the tests that we do to get individualized rather than generalized on your heart health. Right. And I, I guess a lot of people don't realize that you can grow new arteries. Yeah. It's uh, something your body's always trying to do. Okay, let's go through this analogy because I, I love this. I love people when they say, well, how can you grow new arteries? Well, let's talk about this. And let's talk about, let's go back to our highway system. And let's say you have a five-lane highway system and that's your route to the office every day. And what happens if you've got construction on the side of the road? Well, all five lanes are still open. We can still sneak through there, so I'm not going to worry about that yet. But the flow is not flowing like it's supposed to. Let's bring that back to how we might feel. We might feel a little bit more tired. We might find uh, um, you might have erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction. You might feel, I just don't have the energy I used to or whatever it be. So that's the construction on the side of the road, which is still not a good thing. Now we close one lane. Every month I close one lane. And now I close one lane out of that five-lane highway system. And now you might feel a little bit more tired or you might feel that your sexual function is not quite where it used to be or now you're like, my energy is just not where it's supposed to be or whatever it might be. And we just attribute it to aging. And that's not the right way. We want to anti-age. That's what the HeartFit Clinic focuses on. But you have one lane closed. Four lanes are still open. You're still taking that route to the office. Agreed? Yeah. Right. So now we close two lanes next month, and now there's only two, there, there are two lanes open, but now still three lanes are open. So I was like, ah, this is getting a little bit congested. You're still wait, willing to wait on the highway because it's better to keep those three lanes open than trying to find a side route like a one lane. Now we close three lanes next month. Now it's getting a little bit more congested. You maybe try to find a different route to the work office, but it's kind of the same time because there's still two lanes open of that five-lane highway system. And now we close four lanes the following month. Now we've got four lanes closed, right? One lane's only open. There's only one lane trickling through. And here you might feel like, oh, gosh, I'm, I definitely don't feel great or I might feel a little more tired than usual or whatever might be the situation. But now there's only one lane open. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to find, we already started to do that. You know, now we're going to start to find new highways to go or new roads to go around that, that, uh, that blockage. And now all of a sudden, you end up with all five lanes closed there. That's not necessarily always going to be a, a massive heart attack that's super emergent. Your body might have already started to grow new pathways around that. So when that last lane closes, you're like, ah, it doesn't matter. I've, I found a new route to the office, right? I've started to grow new highways or new roads to be able to do that. And your body does that same thing, right? Your body mm-hmm. has the ability to do what we call angiogenesis. And that's where we're able to grow new arteries. And our treatments are... The treatments we do at our clinic is, is, that, is exactly that. It's able to grow new arteries, around blockages, heal arteries, strengthen the skin so the artery functions more like a muscle, right? It's not a pipe. And, and we're able to do that with external counterpulsation by personalizing why you're in this situation, right? Everyone's in this for different reasons. And, and, and really, truly reversing heart disease. And that's what we love to do at the Heart Clinic. 
Right. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, heartfit.ca. They're on Douglas Road in Burnaby. And you mentioned, you know, some of the symptoms of uh, possible heart disease, like being tired. But I think it's worth mentioning that. What should people watch for uh, in in terms of symptoms and, you know, people who are thinking, well, maybe I should uh, pay a visit to the HeartFit Clinic. What what are some symptoms to watch for? I think number one is everyone has a heart. So, I think everyone on this call or everyone listening to this is important and they should realize that they're important. So I think it's always important to make sure that you're not on this path of a heart attack or stroke and the heart fit clinic, we can be very accurate with that. And so, and now with our new testing, like I said, we can be like almost 95 to hundred percent accurate to an angiogram, which is looking at the artery like a, a pipe. So now we get to be even more accurate now with data and to be able to support everything that's going on there. So, I think number one is everyone's important, but what should you be looking for is some things that I mentioned. And now you're starting to maybe feel a little bit more tired or let's say you're running and you're not able to run the way you used to or walk and you're not able to climb a flight of stairs like you used to. Look out for those things because uh, sometimes your blood flow might be limited or, or it might be signs. Erectile dysfunction is actually a big marker for heart disease. The arteries going to our sexual organs are a lot smaller than ones going to our heart. So it's important to look at um, artery function from that perspective as well. But then there's the common things, like obviously if you're feeling a headache or chest pain or shoulder pain or you're starting to feel, um, you know, pain between the shoulder blades, uh, pain at the chest level, anything that is not normal or feels abnormal to you, I think that's important to look out for that side of things. And it doesn't always warrant meaning that you need to do a bypass surgery or stent because to me, bypass and surgeries are to cure symptoms or to alleviate a heart attack. That's the only time, and that's what this, that's, if, you, if you look at that, it's not meant to just go and open up everyone's arteries and make them live longer because it doesn't. It doesn't right. do that. And so this is where our treatments are able to look at. So, so look out for those symptoms. Look at, you know, every body knows their body, right? Yeah. Um, and you know when you're not quite feeling where you're used to being. And, that's, that's, and, and you're the most intuitive person to that side of things. So be in tune with your body and understand, okay, well, what are my limitations? What am I doing? Maybe I have an injury and it's not healing like it's supposed to, right? Those are, those are some signs or things that we might look for when it comes to understanding heart health and, uh, and artery disease, ironically. Because your arteries, if I attached them all together, it would go around the world like three times. Like that's how many <laughs> arteries you have. And they all expand and contract. And so they're not just pipes delivering flow to where it is. And so this is where the heart fit clinic looks at the heart a lot differently than what your, maybe your cardiologist does or even your family doctor. Just because right. we're, we're, we're here for heart health. We're here to, to find out why you might have that situation rather than just band-aiding it with pills or, or whatever might be on that end of it too. So Exactly. So heartfit.ca is the website. They're on Douglas Road in Burnaby. Uh, you can also go to that website, pick up a copy of Beating Heart Disease. And the author of that is Diamond Fernandez. And Diamond, thanks for talking to us. My pleasure. Excellent. Just go to heartfit.ca to learn everything you need to know about the HeartFit Clinic. And still to come on Vancouver Consumer, Kevin Costner's divorce gets a little messier. That story, along with some of the most expensive celebrity divorces, 
when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Is there anything more expensive than a celebrity divorce? They're definitely often very messy. Well, this past Wednesday, a judge told Kevin Costner's estranged wife that she had to move out of the house that she shared with Costner and their three kids by the end of the month. And it's not just any house. It's a $145 million compound on the beach in California. And that seems a little cold, but Christine Baumgartner did agree that she would leave the house in the prenup that she signed in the 90s before they were married. Costner bought that property back in 1988 when he was married to his first wife. He had three kids with her and another three kids with Christine. Under the terms of their prenuptial agreement, Christine Baumgartner is entitled to just $1.4 million, a sum that Costner claims he has already paid. But she says she wants $248,000 a month in child support. And when I say 248000 I mean a quarter of a million dollars a month in child support. Costner's lawyer says that's a bit inflated. They offered about a fifth of that, just under $50,000 a month. Costner's first wife, Cindy Silva, did considerably better in their divorce. She walked away with $80 million when they were divorced in 1994. They had been married since 1978, before Costner became the big movie star that he is. And I guess the big difference is, if you marry a celebrity when they're young and struggling, you're there supporting them in the lean years. So then it seems fair that you share in a lot of that success. But if you marry someone who is already famous, that's when the prenups come out. An example is Jeff Bezos and his wife, Mackenzie. Uh, Jeff Bezos, of course, the owner of and founder of Amazon. Uh, they were married for 25 years back before there was even an Amazon. So according to the laws of Washington State, where they reside, it's all community property. So she was entitled to half when they split in 2019. She actually agreed to a little less, uh, but uh, she came away with $36 billion dollars in that divorce. Then there's music producer, Dr. Dre. He had to pay his wife, Nicole Young, $100 million after their 24 year marriage ended. But it's not just the marriages to your high school sweethearts that get the celebrities. Remember Paul McCartney and Heather Mills? She is the woman he married after his wife, Linda died. Uh, There was a bit of a train wreck going on. They were married for four years. She left that relationship with $50 million. Phil Collins had only been married to his wife, Orianne Seve, for seven years when they broke up in 2006. She got $46.68 million, which at the time was one of the largest divorce settlements in British history. And it's kind of a weird story. They had two sons together, and after divorcing, they got back together in 2016. They didn't marry this time, though they uh, were together, and then they finally split up again in 2020. Uh, She kept living in Phil Collins' big $40 million mansion in Miami. He agreed to that, but she didn't tell Phil that she eventually got married again to somebody else while she was living in the house. When he found out, Collins served an eviction notice. She took that to court, 
and testified that Collins refused to shower and had a stench that became so pervasive that he became a hermit. Uh, That was in court. Collins' lawyers argued not only was that not true, but that his smell didn't have anything to do with anything. The judge agreed, and she eventually was forced to vamoose from the home in 2021. The judge also decided that she had no share of the ownership of the house, but while that trial was going on, she auctioned off Phil Collins' gold records and other awards, which were all displayed in that home. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. We're here two to four every Saturday afternoon. A big thanks to uh, that goes to our producer, Leo Coelho. We will see you next week. The CKNW News is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.